0: Welcome back from the break, guys. Hello, and welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Strauski, and Aaron Hawksworth. We are with you from nine to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on Twitch.tv/BetQL and follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Joining us in the program today, MLB Dream, one of our go-to Major League Baseball guests, will join us as we are about to hit June on the calendar. Seamus McGee from BetMGM will lend his insights from the trading room, and Jorge Andres from NBC Universal will join us to talk about some big NFL headlines from the weekend. And look ahead to some plays for the Memorial Tournament. But first, let's recap the weekend that was Memorial Day weekend. And lots of things went on in the sports world. We had the Heat blowing out the Celtics in game seven, 103 84. So now Miami will take on Denver in the NBA Finals. Vegas, they knock off the Dallas Stars last night, six to nothing in game six. And so now the Golden Knights will play in the Stanley Cup final against Florida. DeAndre Hopkins is a free agent. Jimmy G may never play a down for Vegas. Emiliano Grio was 90 to 1 and wound up winning at Colonial. So Joe, of all these headlines, where would you like to start? Where would you like to start here? I assume hockey, but I'll give you the <laughs> honors. Where would you like to start?
1: Oh, hockey disappointed last night big surprise. <laughs> it was over 5 minutes into the game. Uh yeah, we were expecting <laughs> Uh, a great night of sports and we got (laughs) bupkis uh pretty much uh is where we were across the board it feels weird and i'm sure it feels weird for a lot of people uh especially for you ed as an educator so i assume you have many friends in this field that just it's like you look around i know a lot of teachers they're out for the summer my kids are upstairs sleeping in while i'm doing the show working hard everybody else i know is going on vacation jet jet setting out of town and then like, all right, well, we got the finals going on. All right, we're gonna have to wait like almost a week before all this gets started. You know, I, I, you know, for us, we talked a lot about it over the last month or so. I think the lead is what happened with the with the Eastern Conference Finals MVP vote. I thought that was fascinating. And there are a lot of people really upset. A lot of betters saw opportunity uh, with Caleb Martin. They they jumped on it late. They got their performance that they were hoping for. And in the end, the very same voters on the national broadcast and also on very popular podcasts that have large followings that had votes for this flipped at the last second. They were saying, Caleb Martin, Caleb Martin, Caleb Martin. Oh, Reggie Miller. Oh, Tim Bontemps. And then when it came down to it at the last moment, they're like, even though Caleb Martin has an unbelievable performance, they do not win game seven without Caleb Martin. Uh, well, maybe they do. Maybe they do. It was so bad on the Boston side. But what he did in the, in that, the last few games here, undeniable. In the end, they said, "Yeah, give it to the star player. And he won a couple games early in the series. Let's just give it to the star player. I, I thought that was a lead from last night, Aaron, because uh, it was such a dud of a game.
2: Yeah, it was. And in the hockey as well. But, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Caleb Martin – It seemed like it would have been cool if he won it off by one vote so close. He was very consistent. His props kept hitting the over on points over on one and a half threes. It's now at two and a half. So (laughs) I could see why Mm. you might want to fade him now that everyone's on the Caleb Martin train. But I, I also was thinking about it like at the end of the day, Jimmy Butler is the heartbeat of that team. So I could see why. The voting was so close um we didn't quite see the jimmy buckets play off jimmy in these this series as we did in the last in my opinion but still if it's not for jimmy butler are they even here so i mean it's a tough decision uh, maybe he'll get the finals mvp we'll have to talk about that coming up later in the show where we might be looking for that one uh but yeah caleb martin super impressive and he's undrafted Bunch of nobody yeah. on that heat team. A
1: handful of players undrafted. Max Struz undrafted. Gabe Vincent undrafted. It's unreal. Um Ed, two years? Do we now know? Uh in the end, if it's close, somewhat close, they're just gonna give it to the star player, right?
0: Of course. That that's, that's how it's performed in. historically. And that's yep. how it will continue to perform. It doesn't matter, you know, necessarily like if it's close or maybe you can find some tweaks here and there with some advanced numbers to say, well, actually Caleb Martin was better than Jimmy Butler in this series. Now, for the, mm-hmm. for the most part, you know, stars run the NBA and that's not going to change anytime soon. And so it's one of those deals where even though there was some great betting value on Caleb Martin, the process would certainly dictate At the same time, and and I think this is sort of a nice transition to something else, Joe, that I want to talk about, that when it comes to NBA punditry, these are the ones who get the votes, right? And these are also the ones who give us really lazy analysis. Not everyone does. There's some great folks out there. But for the most part, leading up to Game 7, we heard a lot of lazy analysis about how a team that basically gave up three straight now doesn't have momentum and they're playing on the road and they're in an absolute bind and Boston has everything and the Celtics have momentum and they have these star players in game seven. Oh, you can't pick a road team in game seven. There's no way you can do that. Well, actually a lot of good analysis out there would suggest that actually the team that was trailing three games to nothing, they've expended all of their energy leading up to game seven, they had to do everything they possibly could just to force a game seven in the first place. So actually the advantage goes to the team that's leading three games to nothing. Uh, There's a great Twitter thread uh, that I found uh, from Zealous, zealous, analytics, basically saying as much where, you know, it doesn't have to be just the NBA, but anytime a team is up three games to nothing, and then they give up three straight momentum actually works the other direction. Look at baseball. If you're up 3-0 in a count and then it becomes 3-2, well, the hitter that was up 3-0 still has the advantage. Okay, two strikes occur, mm-hmm. but whatever. In hockey, if a team is up three goals to nothing and then blows the lead and now it's 3-3, well, the team that's up 3 nothing, they still have the advantage because the team that was trailing expended all of that energy just to make it 3-3. There are tons of examples in sports where the team that was ahead – big time early on still has the advantage if things look like they're starting to fall apart and that's exactly what happened here
1: and if we zoom in on this specific case between these two teams well the miami side also has the better coach so you have the tactical advantage well the boston side we know that all season what have they done they lived and died by the three and every time they lose what happens we sit here and we open the microphones, and we say the Celtics couldn't hit anything. They couldn't. They were chucking threes all night, and it was one of their bad nights. And guess what? Over the last couple of games, they had really bad nights, and that's what happened again. They scored 15 and 18 points in the first and fourth quarters, respectively. Why? Because, well, the Tatum thing might be an excuse with some. I'm not granting them that excuse because he was obviously was not 100 percent. But hey, they put themselves in this position. They were the minus 500 favorite coming into the series. And then they're they're trying to, to fight just to force it to seven. They do that at home. And what happens? The Celtics lose as a big favorite again. They lose at home in the playoffs again. They are below 500 at home in the playoffs over the last two years. So I agree with everything you had to say, Ed. And then especially in this instance with these two teams, probably should have been screaming yeah it is it is is more likely that the Celtics would lose and that's exactly what happened even at seven and a half point favorites
2: I was laughing on my couch I think it was Shaq who was like you can't be 0 for 10 from three and expect to make history I mean it's just outrageous to think I don't know if it was a psychological thing and like everyone just wanted them to be the ones to make history but even like Barkley before the game was like yep it's happening tonight it's just, that's what we knew. As you said, yeah, they <laughs> <They're> live <right. laughs> and die by the three, and they weren't hitting, and they keep shooting the threes. Uh, they lost three games on their home court. I also love like manifesting and believing you've already achieved something before it happens. The fact that the Heat already booked their flight to Denver before game seven was played, I was like, yeah, give me that swag. They know they're gonna go take care of business, they got this. And Caleb Martin just stepping up. It it was, it was kind of like what we saw. Like the, maybe Miami is not really an eight seed, and they just kept getting disrespected, especially in you know by sports books. Like you could find value on them, but weren't they like the third favorite to win the finals before that game yesterday? Like the Celtics were the second favorite yep. to win it all. Sure, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, it's just it's crazy to me. But Jalen Brown also eight turnovers. Whoa. Come on, guy.
0: Yeah oh man <laughs> can't, can't the, do the that. guy the guy who may be getting a super max in the off season uh yeah. had that number of turnovers coming in not
1: on my team it, it, not on
0: my team. yeah <laughs> right yeah no kidding aaron i want to go back with you because you, you've brought this up time and time again about joe missoula and if he's a good fit as the head coach for the celtics I know that interviews, press conferences, things like that, that's maybe 2% of what a head coach has to deal with in terms of your power ranking, and responsibilities, making sure that you win the interview, win the press conference, those kinds of things. So you don't want to point everything in that direction, but goodness, it's an obvious place to start when it comes to evaluating him. He has made things so uncomfortable as far as those interviews and press conferences are concerned that it leads me to believe You've talked about it a lot. Is he the right man for the job? Will the Celtics keep him? Is he the best chance for the Celtics to succeed going forward when they have so many questions as far as personnel is concerned for yeah. next season? And it's, there's so many things you can point to. I mean, you know, just who they played in these Eastern Conference finals is interesting. I mean, Derek White became a hero for the Celtics and was only playing, what, 29 minutes of contest? Shouldn't he Mm -hmm. he have gotten more playing time? So many things you can point to to say, all right, I knew he got kind of thrusted into this spot, and you're not as prepared as you would like to be as far as at the start of the regular season. But at the same time, you feel like, all right, you were just on the doorstep of making it to the finals. You were expected to make the finals. You fell Mm -hmm. short of expectations. Now what are you supposed to do about all of this?
2: Yeah, and, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is, like, he's so young, he he wouldn't turn this position down, but, like, being a head coach in the NBA is not a learning-on-the-job type situation. I'm curious what the Celtics saw in him to have the trust and confidence, and at some point, where did that unravel? Because even when he's mic'd up giving his speech to the guys before the game, it just made me feel a little cringe. Like, it, he doesn't have that commanding presence that, like, You've been around coaches. They walk in the room and you feel it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get that Mm -hmm. vibe from Joe Mazzula. And maybe he'll eventually get there. I, I don't know. But it just seems like it hasn't been working out there and that this isn't the great fit. And he walked into a situation that so many coaches would love. You inherited a phenomenal team on paper that was supposed to win it all. And then. Perhaps some of it is on the players. I mean, the Tatum injury, the Jalen Brown turnovers. I'm sure it's a combination of everything, and you can't point the finger all at him because if we're going to say this is a Stars league, then the Stars need to be stepping up, and this can't be all Joe Missoula's fault either. But I do think maybe he's in a little little over his head.
1: My first reaction, I want to say he's back. They fought back. Um, They made it a seven-game series. It's year one for a for a coach who's very raw. I mean, you have to look at him as a player, too. Raw player, raw coach. And you end up one game away from going to the NBA Finals and in year one to be fired. Now there's context to that. The the context is the your stiffest competition, Giannis, Milwaukee, they were bounced early on by your opposition. It seemed wide open. The path was there for you. Um, and... and You know, but Philly ended up pushing them to seven games. Atlanta pushed them to six. Don't forget that. This is the team that had the most (laughs) talent in the NBA, according to many. And then they're being pushed by the seven seed Atlanta. And then they lose to the eight seed in Miami. We'll talk about some of the numbers, some of these tickets that ended up cashing with Miami. And, you know, there's a debate. Uh, Aaron mentioned maybe a disrespect. I don't know. They lost a play-in game and then they almost lost second play in game so we know we knew that they were better than what we saw in the regular season but they almost didn't make the playoffs like a couple they had a couple opportunities where where they had to come through to to make it through right. i mean this is something that we haven't seen before
0: Certainly. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will continue our basketball conversation and preview the NBA Finals between the Heat and the Nuggets right here on the BetQL Network.